0: Hello, and welcome to Meditations from Middle Earth. My name is Strider, and I'm a Christian worker here in where I call Middle Earth. We love to meditate on God's Word, and He's given us so many unique and rich experiences here in Middle Earth, and I'd like to share those insights with you here on Meditations from Middle Earth. Today, I want to put into practice the Ladder of Guido II that we talked about in the introduction. I would like us to use our Lexia Divina with our meditation and our prayer, leading to a time of quiet that will be we refer to as contemplative prayer. So, I will begin by reading the passage of Scripture. And then I'm going to meditate upon that out loud for you to hear. And this will be a way of you listening to me doing my meditation. It will be a way for you to think about how you could do that with any given passage of scripture um, or anything that you want to meditate upon in the same way so that what I'm doing is not just something for you to listen to, uh, but for something to teach you how to practice what I'm doing. And then what we'll do is, I will read a a verse of scripture from Revelation 3.20 on Jesus' invitation where he says he's standing at the door and knocking. I'll read that invitation, I'll knock on the door, as it were, And then when I say open the door, we'll have 30 seconds of silence where we just do contemplation. And I would encourage you to to, to take that 30 seconds and use it uh, to practice contemplation. But as you become more mature in the practice and get used to the idea of sitting in silence, then uh, you could potentially pause this recording and take longer than 30 seconds. Uh, 30 seconds isn't actually very much time to do that, uh, but for the beginner, and we are all beginners, uh, 30 seconds can seem like a long time actually to try to keep your mind still and sit in silence. So we'll do that and then we'll break the silence after 30 seconds with the Lord's Prayer together. And as we say the Lord's Prayer together, that will that's really symbolic in the way that Jesus meant it to be symbolic of the way that you can pray to the Lord uh, during your quiet times and your meditation and reflection. So, uh, while contemplation uh, usually comes last and prayer before, I would like us to close with prayer, and uh, that conclude our session. And then uh, we'll um, have more sessions. Uh, on the rest of the Beatitudes. We're going to start with the Beatitudes. And so uh, let's begin a meditation session together. In Matthew chapter 5, it illustrates Jesus going up uh, onto a mountain and speaking to the crowd. So let's read the whole Beatitudes and then pause to reflect upon Uh, verse 3, which will be the first of the Beatitudes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now let's say that I was just reading this in my daily reading. And verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, seem to leap off the page and speak to me in a special way, and then I would like to meditate upon this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The first thing I notice is the word blessed, and to be blessed is uh, to receive uh, goodness and grace from our God. Um, it it, it, it doesn't have necessarily the, the state of receiving something that I've earned. It's not like a salary. It's to be blessed is to be given grace, to be giving something that I didn't earn. Really, it's to be given favor. If somebody's blessed, we say that they have a special favor upon them, that the, the things that they do, the thing that things that they say seem to uh, be especially successful, and we say, oh, they're very blessed. So here we have Jesus sitting down and saying that these kinds of people are blessed. And so if they're blessed, if they have a special favor, a special grace from the Lord, what are these attributes in the kingdom of God that the Lord particularly wants to bless Well, the people who are poor in spirit are the people that he wants to begin with. And that's really interesting to us. Obviously, Jesus is a great teacher, and he knows how to get our attention. And we don't generally think of somebody who is poor as being blessed. In fact, being poor uh, is usually an indication to most of us that this person is certainly not blessed. And so if they're blessed and they're poor, what does it mean that they're poor in spirit and blessed? And I think, as I think about what it means to be poor, it means to to lack, to have need of. If I'm poor in finances, it means I don't have enough money. If I'm poor in intellect, it means that I don't have enough knowledge or intelligence or wisdom. And so here this phrase is poor in spirit. So the person who's in spiritual poverty, this person doesn't have spiritual understanding. This person doesn't have spiritual knowledge. What, what is it about being poor in spirit that makes this person blessed? And I would put it to you that being poor in spirit is an acknowledgement that I don't have. Thomas Merton said, we don't want to be beginners, but we must settle for the fact that we will always be beginners. And no matter how much we learn about God, there's always so much more about God to learn. The person who is rich in spirit, the person who has lots of knowledge and lots of um, wisdom and intelligence about spiritual things. Maybe he's a a Bible scholar or maybe he's just uh, attended many great uh, teachings. Uh, He's been at the the feet of many great teachers and leaders, and he understands many great spiritual things. Maybe he's had a religious education that was really effective, and it's made him think, oh, I have a lot of knowledge. What's the problem here? Why is that person not the person being identified as blessed? And I think it must be that when we talk about spiritual things, we in our very very finite existence cannot know even a fraction of what there is to know about God his creation even about ourselves you think about the number of books in a library is just endless and still all the truth about this world has not been written and at the same time not even a fraction of the truth about God whom we know so imperfectly, is not been written. So we come to God in our spiritual poverty, acknowledging to him that we don't know. What's the advantage of this? The advantage is that if we admit that we don't know, that if we admit that we're needy, then we open ourselves up to be taught. If we are rich, or believe ourselves to be rich in knowledge and in understanding, then we are the ones who will be talking. And we are the ones who will be teaching. And as our mouths are open, our ears are shut. So often, uh, dialogues become interrupted monologues, where we want to say something and um. The other person just seems to keep interrupting and and getting in the way. And rather than hearing from him and learning from him or her, we have an arrogance that says, well, I'm more intelligent than that person or I understand this particular issue better than that person and therefore he needs to just listen to me. She needs to just be quiet and pay attention to what I have to say. And as long as that is happening in our minds and hearts, then we're not learning and we're not growing and we remain in our spiritual poverty, unable to gain any more knowledge because we're unwilling to listen to the truth and to listen and receive the grace of God. So, blessed then, joyful, happy, are the poor in spirit, Those who know their poverty. And what do they gain? Well, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom that Jesus comes proclaiming. He says, the kingdom of heaven is among you. And as he brings the kingdom, and remember that I think, as I meditate upon this, the kingdom of heaven is always here, always everywhere, because nothing can exist without God continually sustaining it. So God is present in all of his creation, which is why we should respect and honor all of his creation, because he is in it all. Nothing would be sustained, nothing would exist had he not sustained it, and is not presently sustaining it. So he is most certainly here, And he is most certainly speaking. He is, as John tells us, the word. And so if he's always speaking and he's always everywhere, then the kingdom of heaven is here. But it's only the poor in spirit who receive it. It's only those who have emptied their cup that the spirit can come and fill their cup with his presence, with his joy, with his knowledge with his grace, with his glory, that he can bring blessing to those who are willing to receive blessing. Those who are not willing to receive blessing, those who feel that they have already been blessed, those who feel that they have attained some measure of maturity and grace and peace uh, through uh, their intellect and through the strength of their own character, These people are not open to receiving anything, and the kingdom of heaven slips by them unnoticed because their own kingdom is too large in their own eyes for them to be able to see anything else. As we think about that, I would like us to move to a time of solitude and silence. I hope that you are in a place where you can sit quietly, maybe fold your hands in front of you with your back straight, your head slightly bowed in reverence and awe, knowing that you're in the presence of the Creator because He is always not only the Creator but the Sustainer who is here now. And when we listen to Jesus' words in Revelation 3 and verse 20, as he speaks to his church, and he says, Listen, I am standing at the door, knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you, and you with me. Open the door. Let's slowly say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. Amen. This has been Meditations from Middle Earth. May God be your ever-present teacher and richly bless you on your journey.